Good morning, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Get rid of that. Hello, team. Hello, crew. Good to see you on this morning. <sighs> Running a little bit late, but you know, there you go. Bit late than never, they say. Morning, Kevin. Uh, Jatinda. Good morning, Mick. How are you, mate? Great to see you. Chris is there as well. Got Luke. Yeah, it's freezing. It's cold. <laughs> uh, Alison, Brendan, and Jeff. Morning, everyone. Hope you're all well, wherever you are. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Uh, Lee, all the way from Tassie. Yeah, it'd be bloody cold down there, mate. Joyce. There you go. A little bit nippy up here in uh, Queensland, but nothing like down there, I'm sure. We'll do the quick intros and warm-ups while things are getting going. Thanks for joining. Jason Witten's my name. If you didn't already know, it says it on the screen, just so I can uh, remi- have, a, have a reminder. Anyway, there you go. Thanks for coming along. This thing's called Wealth Coffee Chats. We do it every day, every weekday, mostly anyway. Talking about uh, a bit of the rubbish out there in the marketplace and uh, trying to make sense of it. So uh, thanks for joining. If you're new, let me know. Say a bit of a hello. Rose, you're there. Ah, yes, there you go. Oh, Jeff. Jeff, you're on it. You're all over it already, Jeff. <laughs> I might as well uh, uh, hang up the boots then, I think. But uh, Jeff's on it already. But uh, there you go. There's a little tip. If you read the headline of today which two states have had a budget surplus this year of many billions of dollars uh and what does that mean to us and is there anything in there right that uh might give us a little bit of uh might give us a little bit of uh insight a little bit of insight to uh how we might invest or things that we might do so i think that would be worth having a bit of a conversation about today so let's get into it what, uh, as property investors, does that mean? Uh, billions and billions of surplus. Does it mean at some point in the future they're going to have a net debt? We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, and some side effects of some of these states, positive and negative, of having debts and uh, what that can mean locally for us and uh, ownership of real estate in those spaces, right? So, Let's talk about that today. That's what I thought we'd have a bit of a yarn about. Billions of dollars of surplus. Will that assist us in the world of property investing? Well, let's have a look at what uh, what Sam commonly calls the drivers, the main drivers uh, of our marketplace, the, the big kahunas, the big things that drive our market along when it comes to, you know, the uh, – <clears throat> we talked about it yesterday, the three – the three phases or three pieces of capital growth. There's deal growth, there's location growth, and there's market growth, right? Market movers, the ones that move the dial the most when it comes to um, when it comes to the world of property investing, folks. Uh, tell me in the chat if you know if you if you want to get involved this morning. What are the big market drivers? Uh, most of you should know this if you've been hanging around long enough. Um, what are the drivers that drive things along and, um, you know, where does this have a bit of a look at, where does this have a bit of a look at what's going on with these uh, surpluses? Anyway, there you go. Morning, uh, David. David's onto a population for sure. So let's have a look at these market drivers, right? So big ones uh, in here. So we have 
let's call it interest rates. Um, interest rates, we've got population, we've got supply and demand. Um, supply and demand. Supply and demand. We've got um, infrastructure spending. Yeah, population, infrastructure, employment. Um, you know, economics, employment, employment, uh, and uh, you know, politics. You know, crazy stuff, right? Population, location, jobs, interest rates, infrastructure. Yep, uh, the economy. You know, employment slash economy. I call that one um, economy. So these big drivers, interest rates, and right now you guys know we've talked about this. You know, ad nauseum. You know, population up. You know, supply and demand. Well, supply down, demand up, um, infrastructure spending up, politics. You know, crazy all the time, mad. Um, but you know, employment um, up or employment low. You know, the economy, economics, we've got an issue with inflation and we've got an issue with interest rates, right, that we're trying to get under control, right? What can happen? What's driving here? So let's have a bit of a look at these two states already. Um, we've had uh, we've had the best guess there of the two states that have got a bit of a interesting surplus when it comes to the world of budgets at this moment in time so the surplus of uh free cash now we all know that accountants and uh and the uh treasurers can you know jiggery pokery this stuff but let's just look at this queensland's up folks and wa is up you know and the rest of them are down um i don't know what happened to sa here <clears throat> it looks like it fell off the uh or new south wales fell off the chart here today but anyway uh, that's the chart I found this morning in the Fin Review, but uh, you know what? You know what brought these big things, and that's mining. All right, mining. Uh, and I talked about that the other night at mentoring about the big driver, the massive drivers behind the last ten years uh, of Australia's wealth. Not ten years, thirty years actually. Uh, one of them was mining, uh, and it's going to continue. Uh, you know, it's going to change forms. Yeah, I agree with a few of your comments. You know, the way they're going about it is pretty, I don't know, pretty stupid. But anyway, uh, politicians, huh? Anyway, um, we certainly need to clean up our act when it comes to looking after the planet. That is for sure. There's no argument there. I think it's just got to be done um, smartly. Unfortunately, people in charge aren't that smart sometimes. So we've got mining uh, producing a significant boom uh, in budget and money and cash how does that play out uh in uh in the world of property investing interesting good good stories hey tell me uh in financial year 23 or 2023 uh which state folks which state if we go up here and we have a look at our drivers right if we have a look at our drivers the economy let's say in in QLD, uh, this is localized economies, by the way, folks, isn't it? <laughs> this is localized, you know, when it comes to state economies. In good shape, in good shape. We're in, we're in a, a budget surplus. Um, you know, the, the population, supply and demand, infrastructure. Let's have a look at this. Let's take a look at if there's a combination, there's a combination of these things uh, going on for people, all right? Um, or, or for property investors anyway. Anyway, employment, WA. Let's look at this. 
And uh, I've probably already given it away, but we've got mining. That's bringing in some bucks for Western Australia and Queensland. What's going on with the population, folks? Uh, what's the the net population inflows? Uh, what's the two places in Australia that have had positive internal migration? Now, um, it's probably a dead giveaway about who I'm talking about today. But anyway, see if you can guess in the chat. See if you can guess in the chat. Mm, which states have had population increases and which which ones have had population decreases net internal in the country? What do you reckon? Put that in the chat. So, well, decreases, yep, um, and increases. Well, have a look at this. <coughs> you know, Queensland, population increase, folks. Western Australia, population increase. Interesting, hey? So we've got uh, a net. A net budget balance, um, a net population increase in balance, which is pretty good. Uh, Victoria and New South Wales, unfortunately, lost a few people. Um, Interesting, Western Australia in the lockdown, right, Um, just said no one's coming in and no one's getting out. Um, So that that was interesting. But um, so we've got winners uh, per se, if you want to call them that, when it comes to this thing. You know, what does that mean? What does that do? How's that playing out in our housing, in, in the world of housing? Well, I wonder if there's any correlation. I wonder if there's any opportunity to look here and sort of analyse the market and see, you know, if Queensland and Western Australia are getting, you know, um, a little bit of love here when it comes to population. Remember our drivers? Population, winning. Uh, economy, winning. <clears throat> let's look at uh, infrastructure spending. You know, let's have a look at that. Let's let's see if there's any, you know, correlation here. Now, uh, I think I might have talked about this one the other day. We'll make this a little bit bigger. Um, but um, uh, let's have a look at the winners when it comes to infrastructure spending here. You know, and the the number one winner, folks, is Victoria. Now you would expect um, you would expect the dollars and cents per population for infrastructure spending to correlate with New South Wales and Victoria. You know that makes a lot of sense. Um, and then, you know, from a percentage point of view, you're looking over here, uh, Western Australia and Queensland are still behind the, the, the eight ball when it comes to government spending. But if you go and have a look at their, the uh, local budgets, right, the Queensland budget and the Western Australian budget themselves, so even though they're kind of seventh and eighth, they're still getting, you know, 14 or $15 billion from the government, Western Australia, $37 billion from the government, um, uh, Queensland, to, you know, get ready for the Olympics and those sorts of things, which makes sense. So, again, you know, if we go back to our um, if we go back to our, uh, our little idea of, like, you know, how are we winning here? You know, infrastructure, tick and tick. So, you know, really nice uh, dollars and cents coming along. Happy days. Weren't first, but not going backwards. That's good news. That's great news. And if we go and have a look at, you know, Queensland's budget, uh, where was it? Anyway, the budget, uh, uh, a record $89 billion four-year capital program. All right. So Queensland's doing a record, 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 folks, of, of spending um, in uh, capital uh, around, the, around the country and another provision of $1.9 billion leading up to the 2032 Olympic Games and the Paralympic Games. So, you know, looking good, looking good. You can go find the, the Western Australian budget, 
you know, you can see they're putting in, you know, train lines. There wasn't a snapshot in this one, unfortunately, but um, they're spending a lot of dough. Where was the thing here? Anyway, might have been, been at the top. But you can see, you know, they're, uh, they're throwing down the cash when it comes to their budget as well. So, you know, locally, if they've got some, they've got a $3.3 billion operating surplus, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the point is, folks, the point is what's going on uh, is the idea that, uh, you know, there's something to look at and think about, you know, when it comes to population, uh, population, uh, infrastructure, you know, economy, some ticks in the boxes there for those three states. Doesn't mean the other states haven't got their mojo on too in different ways, folks, just so you know. But, you know, what I'm trying to look at today is, is there any correlation? Is there any interesting things we can gather from looking at these ones in isolation compared to um, good old Victoria, the old budget, um, the old budget, uh, the the debt um, is pretty nasty at the moment. Now, it doesn't mean these other, uh, these other, um, the other states haven't got debts either. So let's have a look at that just quickly. I'll actually do this here. Like Queensland, if you have a look at Queensland, it's got a surplus now, um, but it is predicting to have a, a negative into the future. You know, why is that? Because, I don't know, that's how they run, unfortunately, sometimes. But the interesting one, folks, interesting when you have a look at some of this data is check out the uh, um, unemployment rate and the inflation forecasts for Queensland, all right? So these are the forecasts from the government. So they're saying, this is interesting. This is interesting. I wonder if they know something we don't, folks. I wonder if they know something we know. Uh, they're saying, hey, inflation is going to be down. Their project, their projections. Now, I don't know. What do you reckon, folks? You reckon they know something we don't or they're just having a wild-ass guess, um, a wag at it? Um, uh, anyway, so inflation down at, you know, 3.75 by financial year 24. What does that mean for interest rates, by the way? Put that in the chat for me. So if inflation's down, if it goes down, what does that mean for interest rates, folks? Yeah, a wild-ass guess. Yeah, I reckon you're right, Alison. A bit of a wag. What does that mean for interest rates? Interesting. Uh, well, it, if they if they have anything, they know what they're talking about, which is probably not anyway. I'm just uh, I'm just pontificating here. And then interest rates down. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. But what's going on with our property market? Let's drill into great for rates exactly, David. Um, let's drill into our our capital cities and have a bit of a look at. Um, you know, some of these things when it comes to the average house price in Australia. So, folks, have a bit of a look at this. Have a bit of a look at this. This is the average house price across our capital cities, you know. And um, I think I, I talked about this the other day, the difference between the average and the median and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, let's have a look at March 23. Check out a couple of these things. Check out Perth. Check out the median house price in Perth. Right, um, less expensive than Hobart. <laughs> like, go for, go figure. Mind blowing, folks. Mind blowing. Oh gee. Um, uh, Adelaide's more expensive than Perth. Go figure that. Um, but if you have a look at, you know, the two places that we were talking about, 
um, and uh, the populations. So we're talking about Brizzy and Perth, you know, uh, is there room to move? Is there upside in those things? Well, you know, lots of infrastructure, lots of population, um, you know, um, uh, lots of employment, you know, uh, lots of population, lots of infrastructure, lots of employment. And, uh, you know, supply and demand issues are, you know, a bit of an issue. So is there room to move? For sure. You know, my call would be um, in these ones right now, we're talking, you know, the predominant opportunity in places like Brisbane uh, are houses. Houses are great, uh, well-priced in Brizzy and same with Perth, right? Um, And right now we're talking about apartments are really well-priced in uh, Melbourne. And uh, you're going to start to see, Actually, Sydney, you know, Western Sydney and those places actually see some really well-priced apartments as well. But anyway, what's the point of this whole thing? Is there opportunity here, folks? And the answer is, yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. There's there's opportunity to think about where is uh, where's economic economic um, prosperity, where are governments, you know, got money to spend, and what's the downside? Yeah. Folks, what's the downside of, let's say, some of the states maybe having, you know, higher or, or less budget surplus and having more debt? What, what do they do? And there's an example going on right now in one of the states doing that, all right? So tell me in the chat, what do they do? What do the, what do the politicians go ahead and do? Um, and if you have a look at places, uh, again, you know, here, it's, uh, it's cheaper to rent in Perth um, and Adelaide uh, than in, in Brisbane, funnily enough. Um, then you've got Melbourne and Hobart. So, you know, is there, is there room to move? Yep, there is. There's room to move um, when it comes to the economics of owning real estate and also the rentals across those bits. Anyway, there you go. What does, what does a government, what does a state do when they end up with a, with a net debt like this, folks? What do they do? Now, it doesn't mean that it's a terrible place to invest because there's opportunities. What happens is the uneducated run away um, and leave a excellent buying opportunity for others. Yep, they put taxes up. So the, the Victorians have put the land tax up. Now, it's not the end of the world, by the way. You know, it's another flat $650 fee. You know, that's not the end of the world. However, that's what they do, cheeky buggers. Um, so that's something, and really that's something that for all of us, is why we diversify, right? Diversify. You know, why not own in QLD, uh, New South Wales, Vic, and then if you want if you want a fourth diversification location, then Western Australia makes sense, right? That's the way. Yep, uh, I think it is the end of Dan. Hopefully, the Victorians voted him in again. Oh, gee, I don't know what's going on. Suckers for punishment. Anyway, the point is, folks. The point is today's conversation. Um, you know, is there opportunity in those markets when it comes to um, real estate and housing? The answer is yes. You know, they're in good shape. Queensland, you know, is getting lots of attention. Population, infrastructure, spending, where's the value? What's the opportunity there? It's huge. It's huge, folks. It's it's the number one eastern states destination um, for those things. So, you know, get a piece of Queensland every day of the week, land, House and land is good value up there at the moment. Uh, and then, you know, Western Australia, what's it got going on? Well, again, 
you know, jobs, it, it becomes, you know, it does, it's linked to being quite a large mining town. Um, but, you know, it's one of those diversification plays when it comes to your investment portfolio. Uh, is it worth it? Maybe it is. Maybe chat to your coach, maybe chat to your investment team and see if uh, that could be on the menu for you. Anyway, there you go. Uh, that's it from me this morning. I did have a question there. There was a question in here, Brandon, um, uh, with limitation of rental increases. Good question. Um, from what I understand, you can, you can if you offer those uh, terms, you can increase the rent every six months. Now, what I'll do, Brendan, here's what I'll do. I'll get our uh, our main our, our main expert on uh, one of the coffee chats in the morning, Cass, and I'll find out for you. And we'll do it across the across the country. Actually, that's that's a good one. I'll do a rents update uh, in the next Wealth Coffee Chat, folks. There you go, Brendan. That's what I'm going to do for you. All right, folks, that's it from me today. Thanks for joining. Uh, we've gone a bit over time, but there you go. Sometimes I wrap it on. Uh, that's it for me. You guys take care. Thanks for joining. Uh, tomorrow, I won't be around. On Friday, I will be though. So uh, let's dial in and maybe I'll get someone else to run it tomorrow. That's what I'll do. All right, folks, take care. You guys be good. Bye for now. <laughs>